Hello, listeners, and welcome to Project Understory, a nonfiction storytelling podcast that delves into the deeper meaning of nature experiences. Does your love for the outdoors resonate in your bones? So does ours. We are storytellers, students, and teachers connected to the Central Wisconsin Environmental Station. We are meaning makers, seeking to understand the world and ourselves better through the dappled shade of a balsam fir or the haunting call of a loon across a lake. Here, you can hear our stories of adventure and contemplation and perhaps discover your own understory. Hello, Project Understory listeners. My name is Christopher Conkle. I'm an early education major at UWSP with a natural resource minor. Today, I wanted to share a favorite memory of mine, of fishing with my grandfather, who sadly has since passed. This is a story I will never forget and will always leave me with an immense sense of gratitude and a debt I can never repay him. The name of this story is The Time the Earth Almost Ate Me. A normal day for 10-year-old me would include waking up, having breakfast, and heading out to the bus stop to hang out with my friends. Then some school, then lunchtime where I would hang out with my friends. Then some more school, followed by hanging out at the bus line where I could hang out with my friends. On the weekends, it would play out much the same, minus all the buses and the school. As you can tell, my world revolved around spending time with my crew. This particular morning could be best described as a misty and wet spring Sunday morning. The phone rang, and as my mother chatted away with whoever it was, I was starting my day by booting up the old Super Nintendo for a day of monster slaying and adventure. A few minutes later, I was told it was time to get ready. Ready for what? I asked. Grandpa is taking you out fishing today, she said. Now, I was not entirely thrilled about this, due to my busy schedule I just discussed. Also, I'm not much of a fisherman, and to be honest, I never understood the hobby. My understanding of fishing was you had to wake up very early, gather all your expensive gear, just to go sit in silence. Then the build-up would result in finally catching a fish, just to watch my grandfather throw it back in the water. Needless to say, this confused my 10-year-old brain. My idea of enjoying the outdoors was heading into the woods with my friends, finding the biggest stick or tree branch available, and pretending to be an epic warrior saving the world. However, I loved and respected my grandfather as much as any 10-year-old boy could, and always just enjoyed being around him. Spending time with him, it was a different kind of fun and he was a big goofball anyways. So for these reasons, I decided the world would be safe for one more day, and I could pencil him in again. This was a wet and misty spring morning. It was not the best day for playing anyways. And according to my grandpa, this was the perfect day for fishing. But to be honest, every day we went fishing, according to him, was the perfect day for fishing. Oh, they will be biting today, that's for sure, he'd say. I believed and trusted him, though. After all, he's a fisherman and a grandpa. I'm not either of those things, so who am I to judge? 
That day, it was the same routine. Once I knew I was heading out, my mom geared me up, packed me a lunch. Grandpa showed up in his old car. He would sit and shoot the breeze with my mother for a while, and then we would head out. We would always stop at the same bait shop on the way out. We would always stop at McDonald's. He would get a coffee and a hash brown, and I would get orange juice and a McMuffin. I'd always eat that McMuffin within the first five minutes of a 45-minute car ride, and always regret that. <laughs> then we would head out to the lake. There'd be some small talk. But my grandfather was old. He had my mom when he was 45, and she was 30 now, so that put him in his mid-70s. My grandfather worked on airplanes in World War II. Me? I was usually a plumber saving a princess from a giant lizard. But we always managed to find things to talk about. Once we arrived, we did the usual of him lugging all the equipment, and I would help a little bit. We would bring chairs, buckets, coolers, poles, He'd set everything up and then set me up. But we both knew, at some point, I'd be putting that pole down and I'd be picking a sword up. After all, who was going to protect our post from all the monsters, a.k.a. trees? Today was no different. After a few tries, no bites, in spite of the perfect day for fishing, I put the pole down and wandered off. But it was very wet, and it was too wet for swords. So I had to find something else to do. I decided to wander off down the shoreline, just taking in the nature and the forest, the beautiful lake, and listening to the birds. I found myself far away from Grandpa. At this point, I noticed some action in the lake, some ripples. Was it a fish? I decided to investigate. I inched a little closer. The ground was wet, but it was still supporting me, so I inched a little closer. I noticed at this point my boots had sunk a little bit into the mud, but I'm fine, I thought. I'll just turn around after I figure out what this is. I snuck a little closer. Then I started sinking. Okay, it's time to go, I realized, but it was too late. Up over the toes and heels of my boot, the mud rose. It was not letting go. So there I was, my back to the shore, my front to the lake. I struggled to pull one foot out, and when I did, the other one would sink deeper. So then I would try to pull that one out, and the first one would start to sink deeper. I realized at that point that something was very wrong. I had no more options. I knew I wasn't going to make it to shore on my own. Grandpa! No response. Grandpa! I yelled louder. In the distance, I hear. What? I think I'm sinking! You're what? I mean it, Grandpa. I'm sinking in the mud. I need help. As I said, my Grandpa was in his mid-70s. He worked on airplanes in World War II. These and other factors might have led to the fact that he was basically half-deaf. So what was his response to my clearly explained circumstance? What? Grandpa, seriously, I'm sinking fast. I need help now, I yelled. No response. At this point, I'm freaking out. The mud had already crept up to my knees, starting to fill my boots, soaking my pants, and it was very cold. I knew I had not much time left. At this point, I could hear him coming through the woods, but I couldn't see him. I yelled one more time, Grandpa, are you coming? I'm coming now, hush. 
I could tell he had no idea the danger I was in. My ten-year-old life was flashing before my eyes. Grandpa, I'm serious. Come faster. I'm not joking. I'm sinking. I can't move. I need help. On and on I went, completely freaking out. Mud was now up to my waist. I did not know how much time I had left. I did not know where he was. I was stuck facing forward. I couldn't see him. What was going to happen? I was so scared. All of a sudden, I felt a hand grab tight onto the hood of my jacket. Hold on tight, I heard. With one big yank, he ripped me right out of the mud so fast that I was immediately and safely standing back on shore. Back on sturdy ground. I was so relieved that I didn't even notice Grandpa was laughing. But then I realized. I was safe, but my boots and my pants, not so much. I was on shore and I was alive, but I was pantsless. I was frozen to the bone. My socks were still safe, although they were now soaked and I was freezing. After my grandfather got done laughing, he said, Well, I guess we gotta go home now. You'll catch a cold like that. So he let me sit in the car with the heater on as he packed up all our stuff. The last thing I remember him saying was, When we get to our house, you'll have to call your ma and have her bring you some pants. Now say what you want about nature. For some, they can't get enough. And yet others are so tied up in the digital world that they rarely give the outdoors and nature a second thought. I have always been somewhere in between these extremes. But it was because of memories like this, I will always encourage everyone that no matter how epic the adventure of a book, a movie, a video game, or any other modern technology, sometimes just simply going outside with friends and family to do something you may not even think you enjoy that much can lead to a lifelong memory and can connect you to nature and those that you love in a way that you get a story like this. Something you wouldn't trade for all the gold coins in the world. This has been a production of Project Understory. A special thanks to Create Portage County in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Check them out at createportagecounty.org for their many resources available to local artists and creatives. We hope we entertained and inspired you today to encounter nature in new and meaningful ways.